0: Sports presents the Pick Six Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL Insider Jason LaCanfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL Draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick Six Podcast.
1: Six podcast, Wednesday, Nick Costos, Will Brinson, Pete Frisco, breaking down week 15 in the NFL, looking ahead to week 16. Gentlemen, let's start with Monday Night Football, Falcons beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-21 as a result, the Falcons still in that sixth seed in the NFC playoffs, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs, Will Brinson, how about them Falcons?
2: Yeah, Falcons knocked out the Packers, and when you really start to look at the playoff picture... It is dicey for the Cowboys and Seahawks to make the playoffs because of that Falcons win. Um, they play in week 16, right? Loser goes home. Literally, like loser leaves town game. Whoever That's, loses.
1: Yeah, loser goes home. Awesome. I love it.
2: Yeah, I, know, I mean, like whoever loses that game is officially out. In fact, there's a chance that those teams could be eliminated before they even play Depending on how things break in the in the early games with the Panthers and the Falcons and the the Lions and the Bengals are playing, um, those teams both need either the Panthers or the Falcons to lose out, but only one of those teams can lose out because they're playing each other in Week 17. Panthers get the Bucks in Week 16, and then Bucks just played their Super Bowl. Have to like the Panthers in that spot, and the Falcons get the Saints in a game that's going to dr- dramatically alter the uh, the NFC South landscape good on pat good on good on Aaron Rodgers for coming
1: back nah, but uh didn't work out
0: so well and, and nor should he play again the rest of the season they just shouldn't sit him no, down I,
1: they might as well play Hunt, right I mean at this point you're not going to the playoffs why would you put him out there and take some more hits get that collar right for next
0: year the only thing is he is a a very uh vengeful guy and he he's playing against the team that knocked him out and the player who knocked him out in Anthony Barr so he might want to play and if he's cleared the play how can you tell him no? He's Aaron Rodgers, right? Do you guys feel,
1: like when it's all said and done here, if Rodgers only wins one Super Bowl, because this is going to this is now eight years um, in a row in the playoffs of the Packers, that streak is snapped. It's the longest streak in National Football. If Rodgers only wins one Super Bowl, are we going to look back at his career and say, eh, like what might have been?
0: I mean, it's hard to win multiple Super Bowls. It's, I mean. But,
1: I mean, we talk about this guy like he's the greatest quarterback ever, and to be fair, he might be the best quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, he might be better than Tom Brady. He doesn't have the rings that Tom Brady does, but he might be a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Yeah,
0: with well, Dan Marino, Dan Marino has no rings, and he's arguably the greatest passer who ever played the game. I mean, there has got to be everything has to go right. It's not just the, yeah, the quarterback seventy percent of the game, but you got to particularly now, but you got to have more than that, and and you got to get circumstances, everything else, and. You he, he, Look, he, this year was derailed by an injury, right? I mean, you can't blame him for this year.
1: So you can blame him for it, but I mean, it's the fact of the matter. Only one Super Bowl, and you can make the argument they should have at least two or three, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, they should have two. Not, they should have two.
2: I mean, if when you look at the Packers and you look at the circumstances that have unfolded with Aaron Rodgers in the postseason before they won the Super Bowl— They He often got blasted. I mean, like, this is legitimately, people don't remember this, but this actually happened. People would say, can Aaron Rodgers win the big one? Can he win in the playoffs? Yes, he can win in the playoffs, but before he won the Super Bowl, people questioned if he could get it done in the postseason. They had opportunities then, and they were just unlucky. And then since they won the Super Bowl, they've had lots of opportunities, and they've been unlucky. I do think that if Aaron Rodgers retires with one Super Bowl title, he will be disappointed, and that the Packers will look back on it Not in a similar fashion. Look, if you have Brett, when did Brett, when did Brett Favre, what year did Brett Favre start with the Packers? He only, he only won one. I, I know. If you have a run of Brett Favre from '92 through and Aaron Rodgers through 2022, if you get 20 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking and you get two Super Bowls, that is a huge disappointment.
1: I I I
0: agree with Will. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I look. It's a huge disappointment, but it doesn't change the perception of him in the eyes of being a great, great quarterback and arguably one of the best who ever played. Time. No. So I, too many yeah, people I put even... put credence on uh, did the quarterback win a Super Bowl. No, that doesn't change how he played. It doesn't mean he's any less of a quarterback. I mean, come on, Dan Marino I, was fantastic, carried the team by himself in a lot of situations, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. Doesn't change my perception of him. Because you can
1: make the case, I think, that the Packers were definitely the best team in the league in 2011 when they went 15-1. and The only loss was to Romeo Cornell's Chiefs when he was the interim coach. And then lost to the Giants in the divisional round. Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And then the Brandon Bostic year when Bostic messed up the onside kick in the NFC Championship game in Seattle. was The Packers were to steamroll the Patriots in Super Bowl 49, I, I, I still believe that. Green Bay killed New England earlier in the year at Lambeau, won by double digits. So I I I think at, at minimum they should have three Super Bowls. So I I don't know. I just kind of had that. They the They moment. should
0: probably have two. They were on the road in that game too. They probably were the better team, but they still were on the road. But by the by, by the way on our
2: by the way on our Sunday show, you guys made sure to take the time to point out that Eli's got two Super Bowl rings. End of story. End of <laughs> story. That's how you decide an argument. Super Bowl rings. That means he's better than Philip Rivers. Well, you know what? That means that Dan Marino's worse than Brett Favre, and it means that <laughs> I don't know
0: where I was going with that. But
2: Aaron Rodgers is the same quarterback as Trent Dilfer.
0: See, that's just stupidity because Eli Manning, Eli Manning and Rivers have a lot of the same numbers. If you look at their career numbers and Eli has the two rings that take them over the top. So
2: no, but my, my, my larger point was that at the end of the day, even though it's dumb to assign someone's legacy entirely based on Super Bowl rings, that's what it boils down to because that's what you're trying to do. Like you, if you do Peyton Manning would give up every MVP he ever won for. Uh, he would give up two MVPs for one Super Bowl, and he'd do it
0: in a heartbeat because it would He's, mean he'd have more Super Bowls. No one, right?
1: no one cares about MVPs. They care about Rams
0: right. 100%. Right. Um, no, they care about money and fame first.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, I asked Pete this last night. We were doing the, uh, the post-game show. This is my take on it as a concern to the Falcons. Will, what do you think the ceiling is for this Falcons team? Is, I, I think this is a one-and-done outfit in the postseason. I do not think this is a team capable of making the Super
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean... They, I mean, look. If let's say they're the sixth seed and they draw the Rams, they can beat Los Angeles.
1: I don't think they can. I don't because I think the Rams will score 40 points. in the game. I think
0: they're going to be. The, I think th- I think they're going to be the three seed. The Falcons? They're going to win this week and they're going to beat Carolina next week.
1: God Almighty! It's unbelievable it's been, what this guy will.
2: So Pete thinks the ceiling for the Falcons is the,
0: the Super Bowl title. Absolutely.
1: The Falcons cannot win the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, hey, that, me, in the, the NFC, guys, anybody you know, can win. It's a, it's a it, look. Anybody can win in the NFC. Period. Did you guys know?
2: Did you guys know that our when that our respective NFC picks for the Super Bowl were all eliminated on the same day? Isn't that crazy? Packers and the Cardinals eliminated on the same day.
0: Yeah, but yours was a terrible pick. I don't care what you say. So was yours. It was ours, if Rodgers plays the whole year, it's a great pick. If Palmer plays the whole year with Johnson, they're still not a playoff team.
1: We still have the Patriots, and you've got the Chargers. So good luck, buddy.
0: Nobody's dead yet, buddy. Nobody's dead yet. The Chargers are not dead yet. We should talk about this playoff I careers. had the Jaguars going to the Super Bowl before the season. I know what you're talking about.
1: Or you had them winning two games I Do yeah.
2: you think that Pete yeah. earns some sort of Jaguars underwear? I bet he does. No. I do
1: the next time uh, Pete says something like that, I'm going to CC his boss
0: and I'm going to call him out
2: with his boss on. Good move. It's a good power move. It's a power I,
0: play. I uh, um, I could care less who wins or loses. Unlike okay. you, fanboy, for okay. Carolina. So, so,
1: how, so how about the ceiling for the Falcons team? He thinks they're a Super Bowl
0: team potential. I, I, mean, they with, they look, they, I mean, you can't say they can't beat the Rams. And we know, know. that they can beat the Saints. They, I don't know where you get that. They they can beat anybody. And anybody yeah, I mean, anybody I think, here's, in the here's, NFC the can issue. win.
2: Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Is that while the NFC is better as a whole in terms of playoff teams – it doesn't have the Patriots and the Steelers up top. And look, the Patriots and Steelers have flaws, but you know, I, I wouldn't give the, I wouldn't give the Falcons much of a shot of going to New England and beating up Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Um, they would struggle against the Steelers too. Maybe they could beat them, but the, my point is that the Falcons could beat the Saints and they could beat the Panthers and they could beat the Rams. So they can get to the second round of the playoffs and they can beat the Vikings and they can beat the, 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 Eagles because it's Case Keenum and Nick Foles at the end of the day, as well as those guys who played. You're still talking about a, a one shot playoff game to beat those guys. So I, I don't think you could cap the Falcon ceiling at one and done. I wouldn't be, I would be surprised if they advanced to the second round of the playoffs because their offense is not clicking. Julio Jones is, I know he's got a bunch of yards this year, but man, he's missed a bunch of plays. Matt Ryan struggling in the red zone. And if you could bottle up Devonta, if the Bucks bottled Devonta Freeman last night, the Bucks defense is garbage. I get that Jameis played well, but they had, they had no business being in that game. The Falcons should have steamrolled them.
1: Oh, speaking of which, thank you very much for the Bucks covering. Will Brinson and I now tied for first place in the Super Contest Team Ochre Challenge, while Peter Prisco languishing in
0: last. It, does the contest end after week fifteen? When the leaves
2: turn brown.
0: When so the Pete's picks. When, <laughs> I'm going to CC my picks to everybody next week.
2: It's <laughs> good. I'd like to see him on, like to see you get a bit on time. See,
1: I'm telling you this. I, I think. I think the Falcons go to LA in the first round. I think. I think McVay and Goff and company are putting 40 on them. I don't. I just think this defense isn't good enough. I yeah, mean, they made Jameis look. Jameis was awesome on Monday night.
0: You got a. You got a weird. You got a weird infatuation with the Rams. You. You. The Rams are good. I but like the Rams. I like the Rams. So, so
1: we have an infatuation with them, Pete. You said last night you think they're the most dangerous team in the NFC, I do, but I'm but infatuated you got, with
0: them. You got a weird infatuation with them though, because you, you you do. All year long, has he not? I don't know where it is. It's, but now you know he's is now it's tough though. Goff was his guy, but now he's got a new man crush, Jimmy Garoppolo in the same division. What are you gonna do?
1: Oh, I pushed Jimmy Garopp, I put Jared Goff in front of a Mack truck for Jimmy yeah. Garopp. <laughs>
0: That's great.
2: I was, we were texting about, so like, you know, we got a group of buddies who were rooting for the Chargers. Um, and uh, there's the text. It was like, because we were watching the Forty Nine. What's that?
1: Because you, you bet on them, I'm guessing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, and we've, uh, and we we're watching the we Forty Nine. Needed the 49ers to beat the Titans in order to keep the Chargers more vested in the playoff hunt, right? I mean, like now, all of a sudden, this game in New York means a lot. I think the Chargers have a – I get the percentages low, but I almost feel like it's going to happen because the Titans are going to lose out. Um, the Ravens are going to win out. and I think the Chargers can win out. Um, but as so we're watching, it, my, my buddy fired back. He goes, no one told me Jimmy Garoppolo was a 12. <laughs> I mean, he, he is – he's not a 12, though. He's a 14. The guy is unbelievably good-looking. Jeez."
1: Yeah, that was a little questionable,
2: Will. You don't think he's a fourteen? He's a stud. He's hey, a I, great.
1: I, I was talking more about his quarterback play. He's definitely handsome, but I mean, I wasn't gonna wax. I
0: mean, look, look, playing great quarterback also helps. I think. I don't know, about... but somebody
1: said on Twitter the
0: other day that he threw a bunch of interceptable passes in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they meant by that, but.
2: I think the, the problem with the people who look at the interceptable passes and, and try to pick apart Jimmy Garoppolo's game is that you're ignoring he's playing behind an offensive
0: line that's banged up. Zane Beatles starts got, on that offensive line. That's all you need to know. He is a true. Zane Beatles. The spinning right. top starts on that and offensive
2: line. And his top two targets are Marquise Goodwin and Garrett Selleck, who yeah, people we're are going to
0: be. Even Brent Selleck will. Garrett Selleck. And Garrett not John, Selleck, <laughs> right, right.
1: Not Von Taylor, Trent Taylor.
0: Well, well you the other race guy, race. the other guy in that game is throwing the Jaden Don Mickens and Keelan Cole. I mean, look. The bottom line is they're pl- both of them are playing really good quarterback. I I think that game is intriguing this weekend. Where did Blake Bortles come from? Did you just make this a Blake Bortles? No, thing? I'm just making it about. You-, you can't make excuses for who they're throwing to. We we hear that all the time with every quarterback in this league. Good quarterbacks overcome it. Go overcome <laughs> where, where it. Where did that come from? Yeah, like I started talking about. I said one man was
2: handsome and you couldn't handle no. it, and you had to bring up Blake Bortles because you handle- know you think that Blake Bortles
0: is better looking than Jimmy Garoppolo, don't you, Pete? I don't really. Judge guys on looks. I ah, judge on a little hesitation no, there. I see. No, no, I don't. Will that was a beyond? A, I mean, you went over the top on it. You sounded like a schoolgirl almost. Seriously, you, like, you should see yourself <laughs> on Twitter with Bortles. No, you sound. I do a football had, evaluation not, not not a. number
1: had nothing to do with Blake Bortles. Why did you bring Blake? Because Blake I was Bortles. just
0: bringing up the point that you guys say he has nobody to throw to. A lot of these Speaking quarterbacks of have nobody dreamy, to, throw to. Blake Bortles. <laughs> and,
1: that, and, and that bald spot looking great. Um. <laughs> I think the Niners are going to beat the Jaguars this week. How about that?
0: I, you know what? You, you might be right. The only, the only flaw in that though, Nick, is if Jacksonville didn't need the, if they win the game, they close the division. If the the Titans had beat the 49ers the other day, this game would be almost non, not, it didn't matter because they would have to go win there. But since they can knock up the division now, you might, it's going to be tough, but you might be right actually. It's going to be a tough game for them. Wait, so if the Jaguars lose this game and the
2: Titans lose. Is it still week seventeen for the division? No, no,
0: because the Jaguars are up by two games. Right, right now. but it's, if the Titans titan- win and Wait. the Jaguars lose, it will be week seventeen for the game for the division.
2: <laughs> wow! So could the Jaguars actually end up sitting their starters in week seventeen no. against they, the Titans? What they could
0: do is control who they play in the in the in the first round, though.
1: Oh, right, they- lose. No, there's no chance they do that because Tom Coughlin already set the precedent for that in 2007 with the Giants against the Patriots. No, and the, they, and they're a young
0: team. It's not like they got veteran players that they could just sit around. I mean, they're young. They got it. Yeah. So no, they they're won't playing, sit. Playing but okay, but if you're Jacksonville and you're locked into the three seed, say they beat San Francisco, you're locked into the three seed. You want to get? You don't want to have to play Tennessee three times in the season, right? Why not? I'd rather play Tennessee. I'd play Tennessee than than Los Angeles. You wouldn't? You'd rather play Tennessee than you wouldn't rather play Tennessee than Buffalo.
1: I'd play either one. Either one would be fine. Yeah, with me but you know what? You
0: know what? 1999, they played Tennessee three times in the season, and they you know what happened to that team. Yes,
1: Tennessee was a Super Bowl team that year. The Titans sucked this year.
0: Yeah, I know. You still don't want to play a team three times. Because I know. No,
1: you don't know. It's an asinine point. It's not the same thing.
0: What do you – I was at that game, you moron. I don't because know.
1: Because Steve McNair, Eddie George, Titans, Marcus Mariotta, and Mike Malarkey, what are you talking
2: well, about? Actually, actually, you know what? The Jaguars – that sitting guys is irrelevant because the jaguar. Oh, oh, wait. If the jaguars. No, if the jaguars lose to the 49ers they and lose. the titans lose, then the jaguars still clinch the division.
1: They're two games up. They're be, right, right, right. Right,
2: right. no, no, no. But I'm, but wait, right, wait. Right. But I'm saying like I'm trying to do the math on the Pittsburgh situation above them because the they Pittsburgh's wouldn't. Not wouldn't be, like,
0: Pittsburgh's not Pittsburgh's not
2: losing. Right, right, right. But they're unlikely to. They're unlikely to sit. Guys, if they even if they win right. and because clinch the they, division, they, because they then they the number catch, two seeds in play. Right, they
1: could guys catch the Steelers. Not sending anybody, no matter what. It's no, not I don't happening.
0: think so. Nor should they. Nor should they. they.
1: That do that. Like, Nor the should. They. has been laid out. It's not even a conversation. Princeton, you're doing He's everything saying. in your
0: power to get the Chargers into the playoffs. It's unbelievable. Every time, oh the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. But why are you surprised by that?
2: <laughs> why, why is that, why, why is that breaking news or even but, remotely but but
0: like, to you? What, what do the Chargers need to happen to get into postseason? Think about it.
2: If Balt, if Balt, here's, here's what they need to happen. Tennessee needs to lose to the Rams and the Jaguars.
0: Very possible.
1: possible.
2: Very possible. The Ravens need to beat the Colts and the Bengals both games at home. Very, Very possible. Way, right? And the Chargers need to beat the Jets in New York and Oakland at home.
1: Very possible. Right.
2: Yeah. And. One more thing, the Bills need to lose to the Patriots in New England. Right. So, fair, yeah. fair, if that, that happens, the Chargers are in because it would be ahead.
1: <laughs> I think that's the likely scenario.
2: I do too, but the, nope. that's why I was wondering about the Jaguars-Titans thing because
0: you wouldn't, like, I mean, the Jaguars would be would right. You'd rather play the Titans than the Chargers. If you're the Jaguars, <laughs> yes, but- Will, Will, Will
1: hold on. Didn't Pete just get done saying how you don't want to play the Titans? Well, you I,
0: I was fa- I, I forgot, Sandy. Nobody wants to play the Chargers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody wants to play the Chargers. No kidding. But I
2: don't think that Jacksonville is going to do anything like lay down for the Titans, especially if, let's assume that, let's assume Pittsburgh beats Houston in Houston, which is, I don't think is a guarantee, is bad as Houston is. I can see Pittsburgh on a letdown scenario. Um. Stop and it. then Jacksonville beats San Francisco and San Francisco obviously not a guarantee either. But if that happens then if Jacksonville even wins if and Jacksonville the two seed.
0: Comes, what's that? If Jacksonville won if that happens, if Houston beats Pittsburgh, Jacksonville wins the last two Pittsburgh they're the two seed. Pittsburgh's the three seed. I know that, but I'm saying
2: if but if Pittsburgh beats Houston. The, then Jacksonville is not going to sit their guys in Tennessee against Tennessee, even if they've won the division by two games, because Pittsburgh will be playing Cleveland. And as unlikely as they are to lose that game at home, you are going to play your guys because you want to try and capture that. But buy. that's right,
0: Coughlin's not going to sit them down anyways. Yeah, they're not.
2: This is my point. They're not sitting.
1: All right, let's, uh let's let's hit some more stuff here. Um So we did the podcast on Sunday night during Sunday night football, the first half of the game. So we have not gotten the opportunity to discuss. What happened at the end of that game? Index, card, gate. Gene Steratore coming up with the smirk ruling that fourth down play, a first down for the Cowboys. Um, Derek Carr goes on to fumble the ball out of the end zone at the end of the game. Cowboys win 20-17. to Cowboys season continues on. The Raiders all but dead. I don't know if they're officially eliminated, but the Raiders are not making the playoffs here. Um, your guys' take on index, card, gate. Pete Prisco starting with you.
0: Well, according to Steratore, he made the decision before he put the index card in there, which is weird to even try and say that because why did you put the index card in there then? What's the point of that? Um, I don't know if you saw the give and take – with uh, what was it, Victor Four or whatever his name is? The pool there. reporter, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a the give and take is fantastic, by the way. Back and yeah, forth. he's like, he's like, so
2: what was the point of the index card? He's like, I was, it was just reaffirming my original belief that the ball was already there. He's like, so you weren't using? It. He's like, I'm not using the index card. Okay, the index card was not for anything other than reaffirming the fact that I knew and could see with my eyes that the ball had crossed it. And then it's like, well, listen, Gene, I hate to break it to you, but if you can slide an index card in between the football. And the poll, then it's not a
1: person. I mean, it's unbelievable,
2: right? Yeah, it's insane. Like what, why, how could it possibly be a a multi-billion dollar industry and you're letting this guy whip this card out of his pocket and then slide like, I get, I like the, I like the on the spot, like, you know, hustle and bustle to try and get something done and confirm something, but it was just not right. I mean, the, the card is folded too. There's space between the card.
0: Yeah, it was not a good situation to make it look and it looked like if you lean the pole a little bit to one way or the other but you know look, is there better technology for it? That's the million dollar question now. Yeah, I mean, didn't John Lynch tweet
2: and say you could go with chips in the balls?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's at, the whole thing was asinine. Like I couldn't believe what I was watching on Sunday night. Like the year of our Lord, 2017, and we're using an index card to determine who gets a first down. Like, what the hell's going on here? That's the kind of thing that you would see on, like, NFL films from 1978 and be like, okay, I kind of get it. In 2017, no. No, ridiculous. I still don't think the Raiders got chopped, though, because Derek Carr fumbled the ball out of the end zone. And also, I have no problem with the touchback rule. I might be the only person in the country. I have no problem with that rule. It's been like that forever. It's not like this is the first time that's ever happened. So I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I think the touchback rule is fine the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe you could take the ball and go back to the spot. I mean, that, but I'm with you, Nick. The, the rule's been the same forever. It's only nowadays when something happens, everybody goes nuts on it. Look, here's the, did you see that the Patriots don't allow their backs to, to stick the ball out when they're at the, at the goal? Smart. Line. Yeah, I, Smart. I mean, Carr blew it. Put the ball away and go, go down and then go on from there. I thought, to me personally, I'm with you, Nick. I think it's an overreaction like we always see.
2: Right, so I, now- well, I mean I
0: so I mean on the on the
2: fumble of the ends of thing I mean like look I agree i agree it's the rule coach your players to play by the rule just like the Jesse James thing don't reach for the goal line if you don't you know if you reach for the goal line you are putting yourself at risk the smart teams you talk about the Patriots again they 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 spoke out about that they say they don't reach for you know they don't reach out extra ball security is paramount unless it's a fourth and two um you know time expiring situation et cetera. Et cetera. but with the die the, the thing that bugs me about diving in the end zone is that when you fumble out of the end zone if you fumble at the one and it bounces out of the one you get the ball back at the one if you fumble out at the zero the other team gets 20 yards in the ball i mean that's a that's a big swing for like a random bounce and i get that that's football and it, it's fine like it's fine i don't like the rule but i But, you know, the rule is the rule. I mean, it's a stupid rule, but the rule is the rule.
1: All right, so Cowboys beat the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, and now Dallas in 8-6. and Season very much alive, and look who's back, Ezekiel Elliott. Coming up on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. Pete, when I look at what Todd Gurley just did to Seattle, how is this not going to be a huge game back for Zeke? Not just in Week 16 for the Dallas Cowboys, but in the Super Bowl fantasy owners.
0: Well, I think they're gonna run it right down their throat. I think he's gonna have an enormous day. Uh, I don't see Seattle, you know, Richardson is, is played okay up the field, but he can get pushed around. I think they're gonna get pushed around at the point of attack. I think this is a, a big game for Elliott. Now, he is in shape, and we've seen those pictures and everything, but there's one thing to be in shape, and there's one thing to be in football shape. And, and he hasn't played, in, what, seven, it'll be, what, seven weeks now? So, the bottom line is, I think they're gonna push him around and run the ball. I think they would have run the ball with whoever's back there. If he's got any sort of football shape, he's going to have an enormous day against him.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to matter. I think they need too much to happen to make the playoffs. Um, the problem is, is that so Atlanta what at nine sc- and.
1: What are out for us the Cowboys. What's that? What lay out the Cowboys scenario for us?
2: Well, here's the pro- here's the problem: is that the Falcons at nine and five have beaten. Every single one of the eight and six teams in Seattle, Dallas and Detroit head to head. So if any combination of those teams are tied with Atlanta at, um, at 10 and six, then Atlanta beats out those teams by virtue of the head to head sweep. That means that they have to root for the Falcons to lose out. But the problem with the Falcons losing out is that it means that the Panthers will win once. So if the Panthers beat the Buccaneers this week, They're even in. if, yeah, the Panthers are in. And it's just an uphill battle for the Cowboys. I mean, I just think – I mean, I'm glad that they kept their playoff hopes alive, but I, it's, I have a hard time seeing
1: – So wait, so if the Falcons win on Sunday, are the, are the Cowboys eliminated?
2: It's very close. If the, if the Panthers, Falcons, and Lions all win –
1: the panthers and falcons win the cowboys are out then, right because carolina would clinch a playoff spot atlanta would be at 10 wins dallas would be at nine and then dallas could only get the 10 which atlanta has already added atlanta has the head-to-head tiebreaker is that correct
2: i believe that is correct
0: yes wow
2: yeah wow. wait so if let's see if detroit yeah if um yeah even cause like even if dallas wins out if all three of those teams win early in week 15 it doesn't matter what happens in Carolina. Um, Atlanta in week 17 it would just simply shift around the seat you know just be to to determine the seating now other people would be like the Rams would be affected and the Panthers and the Saints and the Falcons would all be affected assuming that the Falcons win in week 15 or week 16 but the Cowboys I I believe would would yes be eliminated
0: wow
1: so we got a huge huge series of games coming up in uh in week 16 week 16 NFL Sunday is going to be awesome Will on your Carolina Panthers Thomas Davis suspended two games for that hit on Devontae Adams you got an issue with that
2: I've actually been arguing with a bunch of my, a lot of friends who are, think I'm insane for saying it was a dirty hit. I'd like, what do you, what am I missing here? obviously yeah, it, a dirty hit, right? Yeah. And like I went back, I tweeted out the video of an all 22 shot of it from last night. You watch it. Rogers throws the pick and Adams starts running towards the play to make a play on, um, Cole and Davis is like 10 feet away and sp- like you can see him. He turns right and he spots Adams. And he takes like five steps and then he just clears him out with his head. I mean, I get that you don't want to do a block in the back. I get that you want to take the guy out, but he didn't go as he didn't he did he went high. And it just looked I mean to me it's a clearly a dirty hit. Now, I think it is stupid that he's gonna get two games for that and Rob Gronkowski gets one game for his WWE move, but it's obviously gonna be appealed down. It's just dumb that the that the NFL's punishment system doesn't seem to take into account um the the logical way that, that punishment should play out. But yeah, dirty hit should get a
0: suspension. I I it's gonna be reduced. Let's be real here. Yeah, he'll get one game. But like I said, uh, I told I don't know if I told I said on the podcast but I told Nick this and other people this on shows here is when I took a poll of players and coaches around the league of the dirtiest player in the National Football League, his name came up last summer. And it, you've mentioned that on yeah, here before I think interestingly enough, it's like uh he's the NFL man of the year. I mean but that just goes to show you that a good guy can turn into a different person on the football field. And, and, and exhibit A is right, Philip Rivers, by the way. Pete, he <laughs> doesn't
2: swear though, right? Um, Pete, can you give me a, can you argue in any shape or fashion that that hit was okay? No. Like, I mean, like, these no. are Panthers fans arguing with, with me that they're like, I mean, well, are you going to, we're going to make the NFL? I mean, like they're literally pulling like the, like the, the, the pro football talk commenter, like not, Com- not God.
3: the,
2: it what's was- that?
1: It's so obviously it was a dirty hit. you yeah, like
2: even, I mean like what are we going to make the NFL soft? You just want
0: people to take well, knees on interceptions? 15 years ago, like, that play like, was you Vontaze, get away with that say, play.
1: Dirty. I, I said the Juju hit was dirty on Montez perfect. I'm still getting tweets from people calling you soft on that. It's like or it's a really dirty hit.
0: It's a dirty like the hit. Whole, the problem is the 20 whole, years ago those hits weren't dirty. People had 10 it come, years ago,
2: 10 years ago it's like, "Oh, you got jerked up." Um and now it's it's like okay,
0: how do we define a dirty hit?
1: It's, oh, you've got CTE. It's not as cool. Well, he made a
0: beeline yeah. for him and launched at him and hit him with his helmet. There's three. I mean, okay, he went for him, attacked him, le- left his feet, and hit him with his helmet. That's a dirty hit, right? I mean, like,
2: and I think the only reason I'm asking this is because I, I really do feel like I'm taking crazy pills because these, like, uh, like two or three friends of mine have just been on this email thread. Have just been like badgered. they like. What they, this doesn't. It's not dirty. It's garbage. The NFL is soft. The NFL is stupid. I'm like, what are you? Guess you being lunatics.
1: gotten emails about it
2: from like fans. Yeah. Um. No.
1: Did, did they CC your boss on any of the emails to complain? They,
2: they did not. I don't think they have his address. Uh, address. He's getting okay. complaints from it on Twitter. No, I'm getting complaints from my friends on your an friend. email thread with a bunch of friends. They're wow. like, I mean, cool. I'm not going to read them because they're full of like swear words. But I mean, like.
1: Your friends and he's Fat Will Brinson, so I don't. Well, what did he think? Fat Will Brinson. Uh,
0: he's not. He's not. All, he's not on the thread. <laughs> you remember. You remember Chubby
1: Will Brinson? Oh, right? absolutely. I nice, liked him. Nice kid. Chubby version. Um,
0: I'm trying to find
2: the email, emails now, so I can like explain to you how these guys are acting. It's insane.
1: Well, Will tries to find that. Um Conductor, let's load it up. It's going to be a special edition this week with no Jason Lock in on the show, but we're still going to go around the horn with America's favorite game show. Hot take. or just right. It's time for America's favorite game show. Hot take. We're just right. All right. I already feel like this podcast is going too long. So let's go through this yeah, lightning round. Way question. too Hot long. We're just right. Ready? These are all Nick Costos, um, games. So there's no guessing game as to who said it. I'm just going to throw these out there. We will bandy them back and forth being the visionary NFL analyst that we are. Hot take or just right? Will Brenson, starting with you. The Green Bay Packers should flip Brett Hundley for a draft pick this offseason to add another piece on defense and load up for a Super Bowl run with Aaron Rodgers in
2: 2018. Uh, just right? Sure, whatever. If you No, it's a hot take because they're going to get like a 5th round pick
0: for him. Yeah, so what are they getting for him?
1: They get more than a 5th round pick for him. No
2: Huntley.
0: they wouldn't. Are they? No they wouldn't. They might... definitely get a
1: I pick for Brett Hundley. Absolutely, oh, a fourth, a fourth
0: from yeah, who? Pay. From who? Who's going to pay? Who's going to give him a fourth? Where? Where is he going to be the, the definite starter as a fourth round he, he, pick? He's
1: not going to be the, the starter, but he could go somewhere to compete for sure. Where? I do not think about
0: it. I'd <laughs> say it's a hot <laughs> take. It's like, a hot like, take. It's a hot take.
1: The Packers wanted to add a quarterback to that room.
0: The, the, the point,
2: bra- the, the point, the point is accurate. The Packers need to improve on defense. They need to consider going in a different direction with Dom Cabers probably. Um, they need to get better all along the, all along the defensive side of the ball. I think you gotta worry a little bit about what are you gonna do with Devonte Adams long term in terms of a contract? Jordy Nelson is gonna be 33, right? And, he's not, he's, he's done. done. He can't run.
0: He never could he run. He can't Devontae run. Can't
1: run. You have gone. to,
2: Yeah, you have to pay Devontae. I mean, like Randall Cobb is, has had a nice year, but I don't know. I mean, the, Window might be closing for the Packers.
1: I, I agree. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not. Every, that's I, the hot
2: take. See, you need you need me doing this. Hot taker just right, Pete Briscoe. The window is closing for Aaron Rodgers to win a second Super Bowl.
0: That that that's hot take because <laughs> he carries hot, when, because he's healthy, when he's healthy. When he's healthy, and if he was healthy this year, he'd be right in the playoff mix, would he not?
1: Yeah. All right, all right. So let's do this now. I will give my hot taker just right, and then will you see if it goes through the Brinson filter and see if you can make it better? <laughs> hot take or just right? Jimmy Garoppolo will be a top 10 quarterback in 2018. You want to filter that, that, that one? No,
2: that's, that is a great one. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just right. It's just right. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a stud. He's got Kyle Shanahan tutoring him. They're going to load up on some offensive weapons this offseason and in the draft. Uh I think this 49ers offense is going to be dramatically improved in 2018. And they're playoff a team.
0: Playoff team. Yeah.
2: That's a, the by the way, that's to a top. hot take. That's how a Seattle. hot take.
0: Top 10 quarterback in the league. That's a yes. hot take. You're you're basing that on three games with the 49ers overreaction, Nick overreaction. Will as usual. Come on, let's guys. So. Let let let's okay. Let's at least let him play this a, a good team, which he plays this week. He, he look at the three teams he beat with the 49ers. Go ahead, tell me who they were. The Bears, the Texans, and the Titans. And the Titans aren't a good team. Don't even try and uh, make them one. Just... garbage. What's that? Like
1: who did he beat? Like the teams on his schedule. There therefore he sucks. What are you talking about? I didn't
0: say he sucks. Top 10 quarterback next year? Oh my he's god. Gonna, is he, okay, he's gonna, is he, is he, is he gonna be better than, what, from what you saw of Deshaun Watson, is he gonna be better than Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so Maybe. Then, you, now you have Deshaun Watson in the top 10. You know the top 10 means only 1 through 10. It doesn't mean 1 through 30, right? You do realize that.
1: Ah, uh, Jimmy is pretty good. I think that you're uh, selling Jimmy G. A no, little I like short. Jimmy
0: Garoppolo, but top 10?
1: Please. I take her just right. It's hot. The Pittsburgh Steelers will lose one of their final two games at Houston home against the Browns, opening the door for Pete Frisco's Jacksonville Jaguars to claim a first round bye.
0: That's a hot take. They're not losing the Houston or Cleveland. You're wrong. I, and, and, I, I think that Will Princeton made a good point
1: earlier. I would not be shocked if Pittsburgh spit the bit on Monday night on Christmas.
2: Or... Oh yeah, Christmas. Yeah, is that the Monday night game? Ooh.
1: That's the Monday night game on Christmas Day.
2: No, Antonio Brown. Houston is actually pretty good against the run. Ben Roethlisberger, you could see him throwing a couple of picks and letting TJ Yates and Tommy Savage hang around a little bit. At the very least, I think they're like ten and a half point favorites. That's too much. Houston blows them out. (laughs) I don't think they blow them out. Um, I look. This is a game that Houston that Houston won't win because they're not good. But it's a game that Pittsburgh loses historically under Mike Tomlin. Um, big emotional they'll play down to the game. level of
0: competition. They won't play well here, but they'll win the game. They'll win the game. It's too much at stake. Nothing at stake for the Texans. Texans stink. Come on.
2: Hey, hey. Uh, just to circle back on the Garoppolo thing,
0: Pete. If the
2: Patriots called the 49ers this off season and said, "Hey, what's up, guys? We'll give you Tom Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo." What do the 49ers say?
0: No. No. They would wow. say yes. And, they would say <laughs> yes in an instant. Are you kidding me? Brady's going to play till he's 45. Give me a break. I think he is too. He's you know he's going to win the MVP unanimously at the age of 40. The only other this person like, right now that would be in the conversation for me and I am one of the voters is Gurley. Todd Gurley,
2: yeah. That's it. But I mean like you're not going to give it to a running back over Brady who's been great the entire season. Right? No. Brady gets it. Brady's getting it. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean like but he's going to beat the Bills and he's going to beat the Jets. They're going to secure the one seed. They're going to be, what, uh, 13 and three. Is that right? 13 yeah. and three. Yeah. And, and he is going to unanimously win the MVP at the age of 40. I mean, that's
0: impossible, that's man. man. I mean, it's that's absolutely just incredible.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, it's weird too how the last two weeks have played out in terms of Carson Wentz gets hurt and then Antonio Brown gets hurt. Philip Rivers lays an egg. Russell Wilson gets blown out. I mean, like, it's almost like, I mean, I get that Brady's been the best player all year anyway, but it's like the competition just got wiped away. It's, it's, it's incredible. And I, I agree with you. Gurley, Gurley was second on our, we did an MVP straw poll or whatever and it, Gurley was uh, second,
0: but Brady got all five first place votes. I just don't think there's a different direction you can go. No, there isn't. And, and Russell Wilson played himself out of it and Carson Wentz got hurt. It's,
1: I take we're just right, gentlemen. The New York football giants at two and 12. Should sit Eli Manning after this week because they already said Eli's going to start in Arizona and let Davis Webb play Week 17 against the Redskins.
2: That passes my filter, but I'm going to say hot take because you got to if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you're trying to win the job next year. You don't do anything really. Playing Davis Webb does not get you anything. I, I get the sense that Eli's. I think they're going to hire Dave Gettleman as the GM, and Eli or or uh, Mark Ross, and Eli is going to end up sticking around next year just because of the continuity in the front office. And then he gives you a transition uh, guy. He gets to spend his whole career. He goes out as the classy guy who didn't raise a stink when mean old Benny McAdoo benched him. And um, I, I think
0: I think you play I think you play Eli out. I, I look. Eli showed last week he's still capable. He threw for 470 yards against the Eagles. Uh Play it. Let him play. He's not going anywhere for the next couple of years. He's still capable of being a, a quality starting quarterback. No play because look. Maybe you take him out in the, at the end of a game and put Webb in there and let him get some work that way, but not to start him. No, absolutely not.
1: I gotta be honest, with you guys. I think it's just right. I think you set him. I think you set him for Week 17. There's no point in playing him like. To do what? To go 4-12? and 12? Like, the streak's already over at this point. Play the kid and see what you've got. Like, they're going to have to evaluate him and see, and see if he's any good at some point. Even if Eli comes back next year, let the kid audition. Maybe you flip him for a draft pick or something. And who the hell knows? I, don't, well, I,
0: nice. I well, the I, other I'm, part of that, too, is, Nick, we don't know how the new, like, if, if Gettleman comes in, we, you don't know how he feels about Davis Webb. Maybe he doesn't like him at all.
1: Here, but I'm shocked that you guys think they should play. And I'm a Giants fan. And I love Eli. The
0: I Street no, start him and right. then take him out and play Web that way and see what he does coming it's, off the bench. Just
1: playing the whole game. Yeah. I mean, I, that's
0: what I would do. With well, game. I mean, like here, here's
2: my thing. And I get look. I don't. I'm not an Eli guy. You guys know that. Um, but I do think that they handled it poorly. What's that? I'm a moron. Yes, you are a moron. <laughs> um, I do think. That, eh, nobody disagrees. I do think they handled it poorly, and, and I don't think you should do, like some. Deference to Eli, but I mean, if he wants to play, let him play. I mean, like, you're not playing for, you're not playing for anything. You're probably going to lose. Um, and I, there's something too, like, when you play Davis Webb, if Eli is going to be the quarterback next year, it disrespects the guy who's going to be the quarterback. And like, I think like what the 49ers are doing, and I get that they're beating bad teams, they're hurting their draft stock, but I think it's, I think it's better for the team than losing it. Like, I would much rather be the for a player on the 49ers. You're, you're much more, enthused about the future about the team about moving forward if you're on the 49ers or even a fan then you are the friggin browns you know like go try to win
1: all right two more guys hot taker just right if the titans lose out at home against the rams at home against the jaguars mike malarkey and the coaching staff should be relieved of their duties
0: well, that passes the filter and it's just right yeah i think it's i think it's just right too because they have not been a good football team this year at all even the games they squeaked out against bad teams they they weren't good in those games so uh you know john robinson's the general manager there malarkey was in, he inherited malarkey uh, i think i think they get blown out if they don't make the playoffs I, I look i think they're going to get blown out
2: the next two weeks i mean they get the rams and the jaguars those are teams that are hunting for playoff position
0: yeah, but survival is more of a of a uh you know need than than playoff position. So you know the Titans are hunting for survival, and your your team is hunting for a seed. There's a big difference there. But, I mean, but both the Rams and the Jaguars
2: are still hunting for a buy. That's a big. Yeah, but a buy is not
0: a buy is not as important as getting in.
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I get that, but I,
1: I mean, I, I don't even like this, this conversation. It's making me like my IQ is dropping. Look, just said,
0: well, like, oh getting in is much more important than getting a get buy some vanilla yogurt. Are you guys stupid?
2: No, I mean, of course getting in is more important than getting a buy. But I mean, if you're LA, like you're, you're probably already in Like LA's not gonna be like, well, we've almost clinched a playoff spot. Let's take our foot off the gas and not worry about the rest of the season. I mean, LA's, and, and here's the other thing too: is that when you look at these teams, they are bad matchups for the Titans. They can run the ball and pound the ball, and if they get a lead, they're going to force Marcus Mariota to throw. And he hadn't been very good this year; he's regressing in in Mike Malarkey's system. And I think they're going to they're just going to keep pounding the rock. And I think Tennessee's going to get I think Tennessee is going to finish eight and eight. I,
1: I I agree, and I think Mike Mularkey and company should be fired if indeed that happens. Last one, hot take or just right. After their win over the Chargers, now they've won two in a row. The Kansas City Chiefs, guys, are the most dangerous team in the AFC heading into the playoffs.
2: Passes the filter, and it's a hot take. The Chiefs are good, but they are not the most dangerous team. Look, we've seen them play the the Steelers kind of close, and we've seen them beat the Patriots. Those were both early games. I don't think I trust this defense in the playoffs, and I don't think I trust Alex Smith or Andy Reid in the
0: playoffs. I'll be enthused to wager against them if they are favorites uh that's a hot take They come on they, they they played better on offense recently the defense still wasn't very good and let's not forget it It was a short time ago that they lost to both the Giants and the Jets please that's a hot take
1: I don't know that it is a hot take if Kansas City gets rolling here this team was 5-0 and and looked awesome earlier in the season let's see what defense happens over stinks. the final weeks of the season Kansas City I don't know that it's a hot take let's close by let's Set the lines for what we think they should be, and we'll do this every week now moving forward, for what the current matchups are for the first round of the NFL postseason. So these are the matchups if the season were to end today. Let's go with the AFC first. Bills at Jaguars. Will Brinson, what would you set the line?
2: I would say that the Jaguars hosting that game would be favored by nine and a half.
1: That is exactly what I have, is Jaguars nine and a half. Pete?
0: Yeah, I'd see I think a little lower, maybe like eight and a half, but they would be heavy favorites, no doubt. And I would like the Jaguars minus
2: nine and a half. Yeah, probably I, I, would, I, would, also I would love to lay nine and a half points with Blake Bortles as a quarterback in a playoff situation. Wow.
1: B. Frisco, Titans at Chiefs. What's the line?
2: Chiefs by six and a half. Will I was gonna say seven and a half, but that's right in I, that range.
1: Oh, Will Brinson and I sharing the brain. I got Chief seven and a half also. Um NFC now, Falcons at Rams. Is
2: that me? Um Falcons at Rams. I'll say that the Rams are favored by four. That's what I Pete,
1: was
0: gonna say, so I'll be different and say four and a half. I've
1: got I've got I've got Rams minus four and a half, so again we're all eerily similar here. And finally, Panthers at Saints. Saints minus um, three. Go ahead,
0: Pete. Saints minus three. I'd say Saints minus four and a half.
1: I got Saints minus four. So we're all pretty much around the same here yeah. with, with, with the guesses spread. So we'll do this moving forward or maybe not since all of us have the same thing. What,
2: what about, what if it was Chargers at Jaguars? Jaguars minus five. Wow.
1: Uh, Jaguars minus three and a half.
2: What about Ravens at Chiefs?
0: Chiefs minus Chief, two.
1: Chiefs, Chiefs minus four.
0: Everybody's taking the Ravens, right? Yep.
1: I would would lay it with Kansas City. I think they would blow the Ravens
0: out. I think the Ravens win in
2: the postseason. What about Cowboys at Rams?
1: Rams minus five, Rams minus six.
2: Six. Wow. Okay.
1: Because if the game were in Dallas, I think it would be a pickup.
2: Saints at Panthers. Panthers,
0: Carolina minus minus
1: two. Four. No, because the Saints are, if the Saints are going to be minus four, then Carolina would be minus six.
0: Six, right, right.
2: Okay, just curious. I, mean, I think, look, week 17 might be really boring.
0: <laughs> we, no, I week kind of week 16 isn't great either, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's at least gonna be... There's, what is there, it, like, four games that match teams with winning records in week 16? That's not good.
2: No, that's not good.
0: Last Jack- week, the, look, uh, screw
2: anybody who says week 17, week, week 16 and week 17 aren't fun if, if they aren't fun, because week 15 was incredible.
1: Um, Jaguars, uh, Antonio Brown's back for the Steelers. No one gets hurt for Jacksonville. Jaguars at Pittsburgh in the divisional round. What's the line? Five. Wow.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's prob, yeah. Steelers minus five. Yeah. That's yeah. probably right.
1: Five's just about right also.
0: Mm. What Ooh. about Chiefs at the Patriots? <laughs> Patriots minus nine. Mm. Wow. That's high. I'd say seven and a half.
1: I think. P- Cause my initial take was going to be seven, but I think Pete might be right because they'd probably be minus three on the road at Arrowhead, so you'd have to jack that up to around nine in possible.
2: That's pr- yeah, 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 yeah. You're not making the Patriots less than three point favorites at Arrowhead. No. Um, Patriots. That'd be seven and a half, I think. Whatever. It was the same line it was during the regular season. just my guess. All right, let's wrap it up. We can play this game all, right, all day. Yeah, I gotta go pick up my kid. All right. All
1: right. Come- in moments, guys. An interview with Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green that you are not going to want to miss for Will Benson. Will-, Will Benson? Yeah. Will Brinson Pete Prisco. I'm Nick Costos. We're going to talk to A.J. Green coming up in moments very special guest for the pick six podcast one of the very best wide receivers in the national football league the great aj green of the cincinnati Bengals. aj joining us live right now from a boys and girls club in cincinnati where he's hosting a ping pong tournament on behalf of rock and refuel aj tell us about what you're doing right now with our friends at rock and refuel at the boys and girls club in cincinnati
3: yeah um you know we do this each and every um year um, so this is the first time we're doing the ping pong. So we partnered up together. And, uh, you know, I love playing ping pong. So, um, what's the, you know, best thing to get these kids going? Me coming here, play some ping pong with them and, you know, just, uh, share my time with them.
1: AJ, I know that you have some interests outside of the game of football. I've seen a bunch of interviews mm-hmm. you've done in the past. I know juggling was a, uh, was a big interest. <laughs> right. So how would you rank ping pong along with the juggling? And outside of <laughs> football, what would you say, like, your big interests are outside of the game of football?
3: Um, you know, well, you know, I started juggling since I was, you know, kindergarten and, um, but I think juggling is probably my best aspect because I, you know, I have done it so long, but ping pong, you know, it grew, it grew on me because, um, we started playing like two years ago in the locker room. Um, so you know, I'm a competitor. So I just bought my, I bought a ping pong table and I bought a robot to try to get good at it. Um, so I'm pretty good now. Um, but, um, pool is my, my best, my best time. I don't think I'm a really good pool shot. Who is the,
1: uh, who is the best ping pong player on the Bengals?
3: Uh, Andy, I think Andy, Andy is the best one.
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel, I feel bad asking this question. It's the holiday season and like, and you're doing right. great boys and girls club, but I got to ask you, AJ, what's going on with your head coach right now, Marvin Lewis. And I know you said in the um, locker room a couple of days ago, you're focused on the game itself, but I mean, this has got to be something that you guys are thinking about, right?
3: Um, You know, you know, it's, it's all whatever, you know, the media said, we're like, I I really don't know as much as, you know, you. Um, We really don't know what's going on. Um, He said he didn't say it, so um, we just took that. Um, But like I said, we really don't know what's going on. But, you know, as professionals, you have to block out all the stuff. Um, And then you have a job to do, and that's play football. That's what we get paid to do, and that's what I'm focused on.
1: Oh, I mean, no question about that. And I know you're going to come out and give a great effort on Sunday against the Lions and then closing it out against some more. I look at the quote that Marvin gave that your coach, Coach Lewis, gave the media on Monday. They said, do you Mm -hmm. want to coach the Bengals in 2018? He said, sure. Now, like, if I were asking a girl out on a date and she said, sure, I'd be like, I don't know if I feel so good about that. Like, sure is not really the best answer to that question. So I know you said you're a professional. You and the team are professionals. But is that really something that you guys are just able to to compartmentalize and put in the back of your heads? Like, how, how do you not let that weigh on you here? He's been your only head coach in your NFL career.
3: All right um, it it's probably tough for um, some guys, but speaking for myself, um, like I said, I'm a professional. Um, and, you know, my job is to go out there and give my, my best effort, um, you know, trying to make every play that come my way. And I really don't really worry about what's going on in the outside world or, you know, coaches or stuff like I control, stuff I control. And that's me playing, being a, a football player and going out there and giving my best effort. So,
1: so I'm going to be honest with you, AJ, before the season. <laughs> You know, we do this podcast, you know, a couple times a week throughout the off season as well. Right. I thought you guys mm-hmm. were a playoff team, right? Cause I looked at this offense and I'm like, Oh my God, with you and John Ross and Tyler Eifert and the other weapons right. and Joe Nixon and the running backs and, and, and the injuries, right. everything that's happened this year. And, and we watch you every Sunday for years now. And you're one of the best football players in the league. I would imagine that this would have to be go down as maybe the most frustrating season. Is that fair to say of your career? Oh, can yeah. you speak to that uh, a little?
3: Yeah, bit? I, yeah, you can say that. Um, because, you know, we, I feel like, you know, like you said, coming into the season, man, we had all the tools to to make a run for this. And then, you know, the first game we laid the egg, the second game, and starting out 0-3 or 0-4, whatever we started out. And um, it was tough, um, but, you know, being professional, you know, everything, every year is not going to be great. Um, uh, So we had to continue to fight and try to turn the thing around next year.
1: So with, with this season being lost, unfortunately for you guys here, mm-hmm. do you want to see AJ, AJ McCarron get any run over the final two games of the season?
3: Well that's not my not my not my call. Um you know, we have coaches in there to make those decisions to whoever they want to play, but you know, one thing I can say is that you know, AJ, me, um, you know, I'm gonna go out there and give it you know my all, no matter who the quarterback is.
1: That was a really really good answer, AJ. You're very good at that, at answering the questions well here. So let me let me try it this way. <laughs> what does A.J. McCarron show you guys in practice, right? Because he's going to be a hot name coming up this offseason, whether, you know, the Browns coach Hugh Jackson tried to to trade for him. You know, what does A.J. show you guys in practice? Because we don't get to see him a lot on on game day.
3: Um, You know, A.J., he's a competitor. Um, You know, he comes from a winning culture um, playing at Alabama. Um, He just brings fire to the, you know, everyday at practice, no matter what is going on. Um, So he's going to be a starter in the league somewhere, if he's here or or somewhere else. Um, So whoever's going to get him is going to get a great quarterback, um, you know, a, a leader and somebody who, who who loves to compete. So he's a great guy, great leader um, and a great football player.
1: How'd you like playing under Hugh Jackson when he was your offensive coordinator in Cincinnati? You no,
3: know, he was, he was a great coach, man. Um, you know, when you have a great coach, coach like Hugh, me and Courtney, you know, you know, the state was not going to be long because I go to court years. Um, but, um, you no, know, things happen like that. I um, mean, you know, I feel like he's going to turn the Browns around and, um, uh, it's a bet.
1: Do You still have confidence that Andy Dalton can win you guys the big one? What it matters the most?
3: Yeah, of course. Um, like I said, everything's now, Andy. Um, you know, as a team, we 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 haven't played good this season. You know, I didn't. I haven't played good this season all game. I mean, all season. And you know, everything's a team effort. Um, I just feel like you know, as a whole, you know, we haven't put the, everything together.
1: You know, I, I, find that answer fascinating that you gave because I'm reading a LeBron James quote earlier today and he just had his third straight triple double. And he goes, I actually didn't play that well in the game. And you just said, <laughs> it's been the best season for you. But like, you know, we watch you play. Like you're obviously one of the best receivers in the league. So I'm curious. Right. What do you think that you have not done as well this year as you've done in previous years? Like what are you looking to improve on this offseason?
3: Oh, uh, for me, I just need to you know, be more of a vocal leader um, when things not going. Um, we, like, if we're not having good practice or, you know, we just get behind in the game, uh, just got to be more a vocal leader.
1: What, uh, what challenges did the Detroit Lions present, uh, their opponent, your opponent coming up this Sunday, Darius Slay and the rest of that cornerback group?
3: Um, you know, they got a great, you know, Slay's having an unbelievable season. I think he's leading the lead in, in picks right now. Um, so, um, gotta be careful with that, um, defensive line. They got a great defense in, um, that you know we don't have to be accounted for, and then the offensive ball with staff, the way he swings that thing around, Marv. You know we all know what he can do, so it's going to be a challenge for us.
1: You are uh, going to exchange Christmas cards with Jalen Ramsey this year?
3: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we are we already past that. We already right past that. Um, like I say, man, just, you know, heated moment. You know, we all play a competitive sports that you know we let that emotion gets the best of us sometimes. Um, but we're behind that.
1: Uh, I want to ask you one more question about that, and you do not, you can give me a non-answer if you want to, but, like, yeah. I've you know, so I, I've heard you give a lot of interviews in the past, and the sense I get from you is that you're, like, a, a pretty mild-mannered dude, and please feel free to tell me if you're, because I don't i don't know you personally, this is just what I've been yeah. able to observe, like, was that something that you were reflecting on after the fact and being, like, almost like, I can't believe that happened, like, I like can't yeah, that was, yeah, can yeah, you just, it was,
3: yeah, it was definitely, like, you know, I was very, uh you know, I wasn't happy with that, or um, that, what i did and uh you know i wish i could take it back but i didn't i can't um so you know i just live and learn from it but one thing is it never will happen again i know that so
1: well man i i can tell you this you're one of the good guys in the national football league we're all rooting for you here on the pick six podcast want to see you and the bengals get this turned around next season and once once again just tell us what you've got going on right now the boys and girls club in cincinnati what you're with our friends at rock and refuel
3: yeah, I'm Team up with Rockin' and, and um, we having this this big ping pong tournament um, with these kids here. Man, I just like I said, I just love to get back to them, and I'm glad
1: uh,
3: we have this great partnership together.
1: AJ, let me give you one more question before we get you out of here. Have you had a chance mm-hmm. to speak to John Ross since he was placed on injured reserve? Because he's someone that I thought when you guys drafted him, I'm like, oh my god, like put him on the other side of AJ. This is going to be <laughs> a dynamic offense this year. You got a chance to speak to John about this season because I, I imagine it must have been very frustrating for him and for you guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, I talk to John like every day. Um, so um, he's in good spirits. He just had a surgery a couple of days ago, and um, he's just in Seattle rehabbing now. So it's good uh, that he got it done right now so he'd be ready for the spring um, so he can hit, you know, hit the ground running.
1: You guys aren't really going to try to play him at cornerback, right? He's just going to be a wide receiver? I
3: don't know, man. I guess Coach Lewis said something about that, so. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll find out what happens coming up here, AJ. AJ, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Really appreciate
3: Thank you. it. Thank
1: you. Great job with what you're doing with the Boys and Girls Club in Cincinnati with Rock and Refuel. We appreciate the time. All
3: right. Thank you.